2019. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Talking about Monday Night Raw, I am Glenn Rubenstein, joined as always by Raj Geary and the blueprint Matt Morgan to talk about Monday Night Raw. Tonight, Stone Cold Steve Austin in the house in effect. Firefly Funhouse perhaps alluding to something major happening with a clue there and lots more. Uh, Matt, what did you think of tonight's show? Good show. I, yeah. I liked it. I liked tonight's show. Yeah. Raj, what did you think? I thought it was there. I mean, it was fun. It was I mean, you know, there was nothing big. You know, again, we're uh, it's the go-home show for a pay-per-view, and it didn't really do anything to make me want to buy the pay-per-view. But on the other hand, Stone Cold, you know, you can't go wrong with that. Yeah. Um, you know, rock kicking off with Austin's music. You know, that's just, that's the throwback to the glory days. So that aspect, it was all, it was all cool. But the rest of the show, I, I just thought it was just kind of there. Yeah, you know, until you mentioned it, I'd forgotten Clash of the Champions is this Sunday. By those standards, this actually kind of stuck tonight. Yeah. Yes, building to a pay-per-view. Yes, it did. Oh, man. So let's talk about it. Let's run down what happened. Stone Cold Steve Austin came out for a contract signing between Braun Strowman and Seth Rollins, not shaking Braun's hand at the beginning there, uh, waiting till Seth was, Seth was out there. Then he shook both their hands. Uh, this was a pretty cordial contract signing. I mean, Braun saying he's not going to turn on Seth. He's going to, you know, fight him. He's going to win that universal title, but they're still partners in the tag match. Interrupted by AJ Styles with Gallows and Anderson next to him. Uh, it was AJ who got in Stone Cold's face and ended up eating that stunner uh, to open the show. Perfect. I mean, the only thing is, is, is in the beginning, not shaking Braun's hand. Yeah. It kind of punks him a little bit. Yeah, I thought so. He's a monster who, uh, legend, no legend, he will eat your bleep for breakfast. Like, he's a carnivore. <laughs> like, you don't get to pick and choose whether you shake that guy's hand or not. You shake his hand, like, in the character, in the realm of his character. So it's another one of those deals where if that was on the fly, then maybe that was just, you know, Steve's call on the fly. But if this was WWE writing it, what the, what are you doing? Is another opportunity with another legend. You don't jabron your own talents, no matter how big the legend is. Yeah, I mean that would be my one uh, thing, and and you know we talk about this forever. Is is the old guys beating up the young guys? <laughs> and I know some people brought up Arn Anderson doing that at uh, mm -hmm. at All Out. And it, if if AEW does keep doing that, then it's the same criticism. It goes you know right. across the board. Um, but that but yeah. segment was not built about Arn Anderson. Right, right, yeah, exactly. He did not look like the bigger star than either of those two talents in the ring, even when he hit the spine buster. Right, yeah, it was more just uh, it was just a, a cool surprise for the fans there. Yeah. But it, it uh, and and you know, Sean Spears was groggy when he took it. It wasn't like he was fresh and, and right. Uh, you know, so Stone Cold looked cooler than Braun Strowman. Oh, he he looked cooler than anyone on the show, <laughs> and he is. <laughs> so, um. But yeah, it uh, that would be my one gripe is just uh, these guys never get the better, uh, you know, upper hand on Austin and and you know one of these days I feel like you got to do that. AJ was great here. I thought he was mm -hmm. great on the mic. He I, was. Uh, imitating Austin was great. Um, <laughs> he was a good I mean, little jerk, right? Right. Yeah, he's he's really uh, comfortable as a heel, especially on the mic. Which I'll be honest, as his friend and like as a guy who's wrestled a million times, I didn't know he had that in him. Really. Because he always came across to me like like in a Dennis the Menacey type of way, <laughs> like he's so young looking. He always by the face. I was like, he's so baby facey, like so young looking. Like girls are always gonna cheer for him. He does cool stuff. Guys are always gonna cheer for him for that. Like how's he ever gonna get heat on him? I always remember thinking, you know, every once in a while. And then now I see like, boy, he eats it up. Yeah, he does a good job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, we went right from that into Cedric Alexander versus AJ Styles. Uh, Gals and Anderson interfering and causing a DQ, setting up what would close the show uh, with a 10-man tag as the Viking Raiders came out uh, to save Cedric Alexander from Gals and Anderson. Uh, okay. I mean, sure. Whatever. It is what it is. I mean, that's yeah. I mean, that's your U.S. title match, right? Mm. At Clash of Champions, they didn't announce it sure. yet, but clearly that's you, where they're going. You know, who would be better, much better utilized tag team instead of Viking Warrior Experience, whatever the Express? <laughs> do Do you know who'd be better utilized here? Who are the two guys that um, come on, um, Zach Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. Oh, I love that. Uh, <laughs> Spud uh, Rockstar Spud was managing. Oh, uh, well, authors of pain. Yeah. 
what's wrong with them? Why, why they would have been awesome utilized there because they're believable badasses going against those other two. It's a much more formidable tag team stepping up to those two. Yeah, they've been MIA, and they, they're both healthy. They're both ready to go. Are they? Yeah. I don't know. They look like badasses to me, though. Yeah. Yeah, what the, are they just, like, sitting and catering with the Ascension at this point, just hanging out? I don't even know if they're flying the Ascension out, <laughs> you know, so, really? yeah, wow. pretty much. It's a crazy time, man. Um, so this was an interesting way to open the show. We also saw Sasha Banks and Bailey backstage uh, having a little bit of banter. They cut to Becky Lynch and Charlotte backstage um, in advance of their match. They teased the Firefly Funhouse tonight, even having Bray Wyatt like doing a little video saying, oh, we'll be on later in the show. I mean, man, they they know where their bread's buttered, right? That's uh, one of the most uh, must-see segments in all of Raw right now. Yeah. I mean, if I actually watched the commercial breaks, I would watch them through just to get through to see if he's back on, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Roman Reigns came out, did a great thing, uh, what they're doing for children's cancer charities. Roman got a really good response. I think this was perfect use of him on Raw. That's what he legit does do. So, you know what I mean? That's perfect. Yeah. Uh, and then we had the women's tag match, Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks and Bailey. Oh, so much to talk about here. Uh, this was a pretty lengthy <laughs> segment. This went for like 25 minutes. The match itself was about 17, 18 minutes of that. Uh, lots of action, lots of good spots. Charlotte and Becky ended up picking up the win. Um, I'm, I'm going to tease this in Firefly Funhouse fashion. Uh, commentary referred to Sasha Banks as the blueprint of the WWE women's division. Which announcer said it? I believe it was Michael Cole. Uh, and Sasha has been using it on Twitter. All over lately. social media. Yeah. yeah. Well, what, yeah. Do you, what, what do you say to that? So she's the supposedly, what was it said? The, fem- the, the, the blueprint of the female division or women's. Yeah, driving. the women's division in WWE. And that's cool. Here's the thing. She could have easily just messaged me and said, hey, dude, I like the blueprint. It's, I have blue hair, so I'm going to be the blueprint. Whatever have you. Just at least do the common courtesy thing and say, hey, do you know what I mean? Like, I would have done that. Um, most wrestlers would have done that. And the best part is 50% of the roster has already told her this. So what do you do? You know what I mean? You don't be a jerk about it. Um, but but and, and the sucky thing is I'm a fan of her. How much do we put her over? I put her over on this damn show. Like right now, I'm about to say they shouldn't have lost that match. Right. What the freak? Sasha should have picked up they the win there. Easily should have picked up the win. Um, neither one or her Bailey should be doing jobs. Not not at all right now. But um, as far as the other thing is to be uh, to be continued. How about that? <laughs> so and just, by the way, really quick, the fans. By the way, as well, season real quick. They're the ones who brought it to my attention. I had no idea. Oh um, yeah. They've been tweeting me all over my stuff. And I was like, already in the chat. It's been mentioned a bunch of times already. Thank you. That's cool. I haven't wrestled in a hot minute, so that's that's awesome. Thank you guys. So but you might so be planning to be clear, a return so, so, for purposes of protecting the trademark for perhaps future use. You might be thinking of a return. Who knows? Who knows if I don't get reelected? Right? Who's to say that? Got to pay some bills, man. Take some bumps. You never know. So to be clear, so, so she never asked you. This was no one ever no. contacted you about using it because you have been using no. it for over a decade. Yes. Um, yeah. Yes, and her own roster shared this with her. Her own friends have shared this with her. So it's not like some. Hmm. I mean, the girl goes to my gym where my posters on the wall says the blueprint Matt Morgan. Ooh, imagine that interaction. That's yeah. my gym that. that I help build and bring to the community. Whatever. Well, here's a real question. Does she she racks her weights after she works out? Right? She's not <laughs> I don't know. I've just... never caught her in there. Oh, well, it's Brian. Man. That's, that's going to be interesting. Human being, by the way, Braun Strowman. Yes. Uh, well, we're going to talk about all that, and we're going to talk about Ric Flair's reaction to Becky Lynch using the man uh, after we recap Raw. But this match, so the silver lining of Charlotte and Becky winning this, Rogers, if we're going by your booking prediction algorithm, yes. maybe uh, maybe one title. Yeah, title's going to change hands Sunday at Clash of the Champions. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, at least Bailey's retaining, you, you'd guess, um, since you she, she took the loss here. Um, but yeah, I mean, how does Sasha, how can Sasha come back and lose? I don't, I don't think they can. I mean, it would just kill her momentum and she has yes. more momentum than any other woman right now. Her and Becky both, you know, have a ton. So uh, what do you do? Like, that's why I think they went to Becky with her too quick because Becky can't afford to lose yet necessarily. Right. Isn't she, I thought she was the hottest thing going in female wrestling right now no Women she is the, definitely the baby face for sure but as far as uh sasha as a heel you know opposing her yeah. i mean they're the two hottest right now so that's why i would have kept them a little bit longer 
Because well, otherwise, Sasha has to win. She can't come in and just lose. Unless they do a, a screwy finish where they have a double DQ or something and you know, set it up for, for next month, which I could easily see them doing. Hmm. Okay. Um, which would suck, but at the same time, it does keep it going, and you don't you know, kill either of their momentum. You cannot lose that girl's name. You can't. Interesting with Bailey in this turn now, like no major baby face. Certainly in this match, doesn't feel like there's one in the women's division that's clear cut. I mean, even with Alexa and Nikki. Oh, because uh, of Becky, you mean? Well, no, I mean, but the way Becky is, right? Becky's cheered, but Becky's not a pure white meat baby face kind anymore. Of a badass. Yeah. Just yeah, they all boy. kind of felt like tweeners in this match. Yeah. But yet I was entertained. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. Like the, the other two girls to me were bigger heels. Yeah, and I thought this match was actually really good. I thought what? it was a fun match oh from start to finish. Uh, they worked hard. The four uh, horse women. The four horse women. Yeah, they're the biggest stars in the company. Bailey, uh, they're watching this heel turn. Uh, I just feel like why, 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 why now? Why tonight? It, did you it, think it, it's just there? She, you know, it's not I like. Yeah, I mean, it, it should be a bigger deal. I feel like they're not... Uh, it should be an enormous deal. Yeah, and it's just like, oh, there she is, her and Sasha teaming up. It, then I also, I also made the point, you guys, remember when they first debuted her? I was like, this girl could be the John Cena. Like, mm-hmm. the next John Cena. Girl, guy, I don't care what sex, because that's how over she was with kids. Like, are you kidding me? How did they bone that yeah. with her? You know what I mean? And now, as a heel, I hope they don't do it to her again. I hope they... You know, sometimes you just got to back off. These writers, you just got to back off and let some of these really talented ones do their thing and, and then take credit for it. Just say, yeah, I wrote that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't yeah. see what's so hard about that. I would totally do that. I'd get with the talent before and say, what do you want to say? What yeah. would you say right now? All right, don't tell anybody I told you I let you say this, but just do it. <laughs> if it doesn't work, I didn't tell you to do this. <laughs> and then if it gets over, take all the credit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, right now, I mean, there's been no real strong justification for her turning heel other than Sasha's her friend. Well, you don't need to beat the crap out of Becky. Have Um, they told, this is true, did they tell the story yet, though, that she did so because, like, WWE, like, screwed over storyline-wise. Sasha Banks, they took the tag titles off them for no reason. They shouldn't have. We're pissed off. My best friend left the damn company because of you morons. You know what? And she's back now? You know what? Screw it. I'm glad she's back. We're gonna shove it up your, you know what's WWE. Did nothing of that, nothing, nothing in the close. You saw that promo on SmackDown where she's like, "Oh, I golly thought, gee." I, I, missed, I thought I missed something. Honestly, I did. Oh, no, nope. did nothing. Okay. Yeah. Um. I don't know. And maybe to your point, Matt, I think they're afraid. I think they're afraid to go full bad guy, bad girl with her because. The, the, once she does that, they're afraid she'll never be able to get back what she had oh, with. Uh, it's wrestling. She, it's so easy. Know. That's true. And plus, she's Bailey. Yeah, it's she's like the most lovable character, dude. <laughs> she was, but no one's really cared she about will. Bailey in years. Like you know, as far as crowd reaction goes, I mean, she's been getting booed a lot, you know, over the last year, uh, as a just face? in general. Yeah, as a face. Um, wow, so. you heelish fans, you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they 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 botched or something fierce uh, over the last With few years. Yeah, that's true. So. Yeah. Uh, so Charlotte Flair hit the natural selection on Bailey for the pin and the win after this match. Uh, Lynch and Flair celebrated in the ring while Banks and Bailey recovered on the ground at ringside. And we, uh, oh, man, uh, yeah, I'm curious to see these matches on Sunday night and how they go. Uh, we got so much more to talk about, many matches, a lot in the news. But first, want to give a shout out to the sponsor of this episode, which is Seat Geek. Oh, Seat Geek. Raj, what have you been doing lately? You've been going to shows? You've been going to plays, sporting uh, events? I'm going to the Broncos game uh, this Sunday. I got the tickets to Street Seat Geek, and it's looking like it's going to be a long game with how uh, how they're doing right now. But, uh, yeah, I, bet, I mean, I've been using Seat Geek for over a year now. I used it for Dave Chappelle and Jon Stewart a couple weeks ago. I uh, got this coming up, so it, it's my go-to. It makes, it, uh, it makes finding tickets super easy. I mean, it's really incredible. I am planning another New York trip for this fall to go to Broadway to see some of the theater, and SeatGeek has just been a lifesaver. All of these other ticketing websites, it feels like they make it difficult to get to the event. It makes it difficult to get tickets, to figure out if your seats are good, if it's a good deal or not. It's so annoying. And sometimes they don't even have the event that you want. And with SeatGeek, you've got 
really the ideal tool. It's a ticketing site that actually cares with millions of live event tickets, a price match guarantee, and they are proving there is a better way. A quick look at the App Store shows, in fact, they have over 50,000 five-star reviews, huge on customer satisfaction. We get tweets all the time from people saying that SeatGeek is getting them into shows, getting them into sports, comedy, uh, theater, concerts, and more, and getting them great tickets at a fantastic price. And really, it's because they built the fastest way to find tickets. You can search for the perfect seat. It grades every ticket on a scale of 1 to 10, shows you green dots for good deals, red dots for overpriced. Isn't it great to have a site that you can buy things on that says, this is a good deal, this is a bad deal. They shoot it straight down the middle. They're very honest with you. And best of all, every purchase is fully guaranteed so you can shop for tickets with confidence. I have the app on my phone. It is the fastest and easiest way to find tickets. Every time I even think about going to a concert or a show, SeatGeek is where I check first. Uh, looking forward to it, we got such great tickets through SeatGeek to see Moulin Rouge on Broadway when we were there a few months ago. Now when we're going back, we're looking at it. Uh, Going to go see Jagged Little Pill, the musical. Uh, checking out SeatGeek for seats on that. Sing Street is coming to Broadway. Really looking forward to seeing that. And the uh, off-Broadway Little Shop of Horrors, which and, I'm excited to see live. And we've got tons of AEW shows coming up obviously oh wwe God. tons of wrestling nxt well that's at full sip for now but there's tons of wrestling so you want to get your wrestling tickets the easiest way to go on SeatGeek. oh absolutely man you want wrestling you want concerts whatever you're looking for sporting events SeatGeek has got it and to make the deal even sweeter we're going to give you $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. All you have to do is download the SeatGeek app. Use the promo code INC for $10 off your first purchase. That's promo code INC for $10 off your first purchase via SeatGeek. Download the app. You're going to love it. And tweet at us. Let us know what shows you're going to. Let us know what you're checking out. I love uh, when I brought, brought this up last time. New York trips. I've got some of our fans. It's not just me, Matt. I've got fans that are like DMing me about Broadway shows that they're seeing and loving too. So there is that wrestling uh, theater crossover. It's kind of yeah. nice. Interesting. All three of them. SeatGeek, <laughs> uh, promo code INC, you save $10 off. We thank them for sponsoring the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Uh, Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler walked up to the OC backstage with AJ Styles talking uh, about working together, being all on the same page, which uh, further set up that 10-man tag that closed the show. And then we got Rey Mysterio versus Grand Metalik tonight. Um, Matt, what did you think of this match? Which which one? Uh, Ray versus Grand Metalik. Man, I didn't care about it. Really? Yeah, I was more excited about the setup of the ten man tag. Honestly, very interesting. Uh, Raj, yeah, because all those guys I could picture in TNA. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm not as a knock. Yeah. Just like they're all such good workers. Like, like you know what I mean? Like the work I could see the most being TNA originals, TNA workhorses. Um, like James Storm was the only one missing from that tag. <laughs> that's true that's weird i don't know um i thought that match was i thought it was good it kind of was a throwback to the nitro cruiserweight matches where they were going fast the whole time it wasn't like a, a typical wwe match you don't so. think grand metal league is ridiculous looking <laughs> well action wise it was great but i i get what you're saying yeah. he doesn't look like a star you know i i he's he ultra talented in the ring but you know yeah. i'll hear like uh Who's it? Dave Meltzer always criticizes them for not pushing him, but I, I see why oh. they don't. He doesn't look, you know, he doesn't stand he doesn't out. Look like he's dressed up for Halloween. Yeah, I just don't know how over he would get, even if he did push him. So, uh, but he's great in the ring, and I thought this match was a lot hmm. of fun. Yeah, I mean, I think this is where Lucha House Party has really hurt everyone that isn't Ray. That's uh, got a lucha gimmick. Y yes, make a comedy out of it and like a joke out. Of it. Like that's so stupid. Just let them go do their thing. Everyone kept saying, oh, well, the 205 Live guys have no character and no this, no that. Okay. That doesn't mean you make them go do stupid characters. Like, yeah. what, what makes that okay? It doesn't. If you can't think of something creative, you need to not be creative. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I think happened? Grand Metalik and yeah. Kalisto just as a tag team and call them something else and get rid of the stupid and, uh, uh, Lucha Lucha chance. And no stupid, yeah, no stupid patronizing, like, like, overly done hispanic name just just because they like they do you know what i'm talking about right. they, they oh, go yeah. overboard with the patronization of it it's it's gross they're not subtle it's no. annoying yeah like we're in 2019 we'll do 2020 now like come on yeah. what's happening with 205 live when uh smackdown goes to fridays still no word um you know they, they've talked about that third hour on friday night that they Ooh. they still want to utilize the third hour and, and so the, 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 there's a rumor that smackdown might be three hours with the third hour on fs1 which would suck 
Um, I just love Matt's reaction because my thing too is like, Matt, have you had the conversation with your wife so far where it's like, it's going to be on Fridays, but it's not going to be that bad? Yes. You know? Yes. <laughs> it seriously is. After last show. Or yeah. Two yeah. Yeah. So um, both your both your uh, significant others are good with uh, Friday nights, huh? Yeah, yeah. Let's not push it with that third hour. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna see how how that goes. SmackDown better be really good, is what I'm saying. Because if it doesn't hold the wife's attention, that's where the problems are gonna play. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Second, she starts saying, "I'm gonna go stream something while you're watching this." It's just days are numbered. Um, yeah. Uh, with two five live, look, that show has lasted longer than I think most people would have predicted it was going to. Yeah. Um, uh, we got street. Well, it's there because it doesn't it doesn't cost them anything, <laughs> well, right? It, contract yeah but that's that's it and and they have so many people under contract that uh uh anyway so we'll see i mean i i think they should merge it with uh nxt now that they got nxt for two hours i think a cruiserweight division in nxt makes all the sense in the world i don't know um but then again network only content with nxt going to broadcast i think keeping 205 is network only nxt uk is network only right i mean you're going to want more stuff to justify that 999 and soon with that multi-tier pricing they're going to do. Yeah, but no one really watches 205 Live right now. If you look at the top 10 shows on the network yeah. each week, I mean, it's not, it barely, you know, makes the list. Kind of crazy. Uh, so the Street Profits were backstage hyping up Clash of the Champions. Um, then it led to the video package on Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan, and Erica Rowan. We'll see what happens more with that on SmackDown tomorrow night. And then King of the Ring quarterfinals triple threat. Samoa Joe versus Ricochet versus Baron Corbin. Uh, three different guys, three different fighting styles, three different sizes and statures. Matt, what did you think of this match and the outcome with Baron Corbin advancing to the finals of King of the Ring? He's going to win. Yeah. That's what I thought. thought it, it, was, it was a different way to get him over, right? Yeah. I, I actually think uh, Chad Gable's going to win. Really? Yeah. Hell I'm calling it. I'm calling it right here. Chad Gable's going to win. Okay, so uh, give me uh, week one of uh, Chad Gable's reign as King of the Ring and his King's Court and all the great segments we're going to see from Chad Gable with that <laughs> crown on his head. Hey, it's, it'll be I, – I just don't see it, – it, this doesn't elevate Corbin that much from where he is already. You can already put him in a main event. Um, you know, they've pushed him so much. And usually the King of the Ring is to get somebody uh, elevated. And with the, the guys that are left, I just think that's... Uh, Seamus was a former world champion and he won it and it still worked for him. This guy, listen, Gable wins it, he will kill the king of the ring. They will not go, be able to go back to it next year. Everyone will be, cause everyone will be like, remember when Gable won it? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I think honestly, I, just, I hate saying that about any talent. Like, yeah. it's like a jerk. But, like, sincerely, like, he would hurt it because of how they booked them thus far. How he looks to with this stupid haircut like this, and it's just not the right fit. Corbin screams this gimmick, and he would make something. This is the perfect transition for him out of, you know, rocking the Applebee's outfit in the ring. Yeah, be what do we call it now? Guinea? What do they call it now? Tank top. <laughs> I'm sorry. Can't call white beaters no more. Can't call yeah, them. I don't think that's the We don't need to list all the names of things we can't call things anymore. What do they call them? I'm asking you. Uh, I think I, they're still called wife beaters. I call them undershirts right? or ATs. No, an undershirt has short sleeves in my vocab. Uh, Fruit of the Loom, the, na the name on the packet, I believe, tank is an top, tank top. Sort of yeah. undershirt tank top gimmick he wears. So that's an improvement, but like, still, there's still a transition he can make to this king gimmick that would be awesome. I could say, you know, I'm, I'm with you. If it were up to me, uh, you know, it would have been Drew McIntyre. But uh, Drew would have been the best for this, yes. But yeah, but I just I kind of get the feeling they're going with Gable. I kind of hope I'm wrong, even though I think Gable's very talented for what he yeah. you know, for where he is. But he really should probably be in NXT or Two Hundred Five Live. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. But it is a TV show, and Corbin as a TV character with that crown and that grin—that's something I tune in to watch every week to see him get. You know, uh, or jerkier with it. It'd yeah, be absolutely. Yeah, He'll sure. be like the constable gimmick to a, times a hundred. I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure he'd be able to run with it, and and you know, Corbin's Do well with it, people yeah. gets a, he gets a lot of crap, but he's gotten a lot better on the mic. He's gotten a lot better uh, being comfortable in front of an audience. He's he's improved greatly, even though yeah. you know he's been pushed very hard, so people think he's overrated. But he has improved a lot, and I think he would uh, be very entertaining as a winner. 
I mean, it's what you do with the opportunity. It's hard, like you said, it's hard to argue that he's wasted the opportunity. I think right. he's taking full advantage of it. Yeah. It's improved. Well, yeah. I hope you guys are right. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, I think Gable will go to the finals. I think Gable's going to oh, be Elias. Yeah, isn't they're not? I don't think they do Elias versus Corbin. So yeah, I'm that sure just sounds Gable. like a snooze fest. Uh, I like this match though tonight. I thought this was good, especially with three different guys so different from one another. Yes. Yeah, it was really good. Very well done. And I like how he threw uh, Ricochet over the barrier and then sort of stole the the pin once Joe was down yeah. to advance. Yeah. Good heat. Yeah, the match was this one of Corbin's best matches, I, th- I thought. Yeah. Uh, then we got Lacey Evans versus Natalia tonight. Uh, Natalia picking up a win, making why? Lacey tap out. I, I don't see why you do that. I mean, Ever. Lacey looked like a, a killer last week, the way she beat Natalia. And then just yeah. to do 50-50 right off the bat when, you know, you gave her a little steam. It just it made no sense to me to have her lose here. Yeah, the company that girl does not lose for six months to maybe a year. Yeah, I mean they should have just had her beat Natalia again and just make her look dominant. Uh, I tell you, if they do Queen of the Ring, Lacey is my pick. Oh my god, how great would she be with that, right? <laughs> Fantastic. I hope I hope they do that next. I think that'd be fant- I think that'd be that so be cool. good TV. Um, yeah. yeah, this match was okay. I mean, Lacey looked all right, but tapping out to the sharpshooter. I mean, it was just unnecessary. I don't think Natalia's wins matter at this point. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, and by the way, yes, I'm putting a hundred dollars on it right now. There will definitely be Queen of the Ring. There's no way around it. I hope yeah. so, especially with no evolution. This year. Has there been any rumors for it? I haven't heard anything. So. Cool. Then right here, folks, you heard it here on our podcast. We're <laughs> predicting Queen of the Ring will happen. <laughs> hope so. Um, hard to believe Evolution was a year ago already. Yeah, that was a fast year. Yeah. Um, so after that, we got the Firefly Funhouse tonight. Bray Wyatt talking all about Stranger Danger and uh, Abby the Witch's clock was stuck at three sixteen. Uh, Wyatt hit it with a hammer, turning it to eleven nineteen, and uh, the internet went wild as uh, f- they figured out that that was the day that the Undertaker taped his first appearance, his debut on WWF Superstars, which actually aired after Survivor Series in 1990, uh, when he was billed as Kane the Undertaker. So perhaps tomorrow night on SmackDown, The Fiend will interrupt Taker's promo. That's a hell of a lot of detective work, no? I, I went to, I, first thing I did was like, what day is November 19th? And it was late, it's a Tuesday this year. And then it was like, okay, what happened on November? So I was searching Survivor Series for when Wyatt and Bray uh, faced off before, and it was someone that tweeted it at me. So a fan of ours, Moose, found it. A guy who I met at Starcast found mm-hmm. it. I think with these Firefly Funhouse things, they're all clues. You know, they all mean something when he does these little things. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it seems weird that he'd start something with Undertaker right now when he's getting a world title match at the next pay per view at Hell in a Cell. What if uh, Taker cost him that match? I mean, they could. Huh. And that's how they go off together. Yeah. I mean, the Fiend doesn't need the belt. No, he does not. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Um, so I feel like that really overshadowed this 10-man tag. I know, uh, Matt, so you were watching it. What did you think of Braun Strowman, Seth Rollins, Cedric Alexander, Eric and Ivar versus Dolph Ziggler, Robert Roode, AJ Styles, Gallows, and Anderson in the main event? What was wrong with it? Oh, no, it wasn't wrong. It's just I'm on Twitter during this whole time. Most of wrestling Twitter was blowing up. Everyone talking about the Firefly Funhouse segment. Yeah, I I thought it was a great – I thought it was a great 10-man. 10-mans can be real clusters. I thought this was somewhat well done. Again, I'm not a fan of Viking Warriors experience being in it. Yes. I just think what would you think if you were tuning into Raw for the first time and saw these five-on-five teams tonight? And this was your first – gateway into Monday Night Raw and WWE. My eyes wouldn't be able... I mean, maybe it's a good thing, then, the Viking Warrior experience. My eyes would just go right to them. I think the Viking experience makes makes main oh. roster ascension look like NXT ascension. Like I, mean, I would laugh. I, would laugh. <laughs> I just... I, the match itself was good. I agree with you guys. But uh, as far as storytelling, getting me excited for the pay-per-view, doing anything between Seth and Braun, I know they had a little miscommunication at one point, but that was really it. It didn't get me excited at all for the pay-per-view. So, no, um, me either for that, for that point, no. Yeah, so it, as a match, it was good. But as a storytelling uh, main event for your go-home show, I thought it sucked. Well, Cedric Alexander... Uh, 
won this, uh, hit the lumbar check in the middle of the ring for the pin and the win. So yeah, it's probably going to be him versus AJ for the U.S. title. I think there's more heat in that feud. This thing with Braun and Seth, I mean, we've talked about this before, to have a universal championship title match built around two guys that are partners, mutual respect, blah, blah, blah. I mean, there's just no story there, right? There's no fire. There's nothing heated about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there could, I mean, there could be, but they haven't done anything in this feud. I mean, usually they have the, you know, the one of them would turn on the other or they start fighting because of after miscommunication or, you know, something to, yeah. to get you wanting to see the match. But this is just kind of there. Yeah. I don't see either of them losing either. I could see this being one of those, you know, uh, schmas finishes with, <laughs> you know, a DQ, Bray Wyatt interfering, you know, uh, and there's, you know, no one beats anybody. Yep. It's going to be a tough pay-per-view. I'm looking forward to it, but... Uh, On paper, I don't know it's that. actually really good as far sure. as the, the matches. And AJ and, and, um, AJ and Cedric will be awesome in terms of in reaction, but... Do you think Cedric goes over them? I don't think so. I think AJ wins. Yeah. Um, well, let's. Uh, do we want to run down the card quickly for Clash of the Champions? Yeah, sure. Okay, um, so uh, we're going to have Baron Corbin versus Chad Gable or Elias, probably Chad Gable in the King of the Ring finals. We'll know for sure tomorrow. Uh, I think uh, Raj is calling Chad Gable. I'm calling Chad Gable. <laughs> Whereas. Uh, with Matt and myself saying Baron Corbin. Uh, Bailey versus Charlotte. Matt, uh, real quick. Did you guys hear that they trademarked the, the term Shorty G? And what? They're thinking that's They're thinking of using that name for Chad Gable. That? You really? What? Shorty G. <laughs> oh, well. Maybe he's winging King of the Ring then. Shorty G. You know, with his... Oh, jeez. That's so terrible. I should tell you something right there, Raj. Not winning the ring. Just sell your uh, WWE stock if you own it, folks. This is these are the creative minds that you've placed your funds with. Shorty G. Good lord. Um, it's gonna take me a while to recover from that one. Uh, Bailey defending the SmackDown Women's Title against Charlotte Flair. I don't know. This is tough. I think Bailey. Yeah. I think she just turned heel. I think I don't think you wanted to take the title off. But I would have said that tonight too, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, Bailey. Uh, Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman defend their Raw Tag Team titles against Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler. Roode and Ziggler win the tag titles. Yeah, it's the last ditch way to get some heat, right? If Braun and Seth break up. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree. Um, then Seth versus Braun for the Universal Championship. I think Seth retains. Crazy call with Braun, which should not be a crazy call, but Braun. Yeah, I think Braun's a good way to go. I think uh, just because Seth just won it. He just won it at SummerSlam. It seems like it would be pretty fast. To big win over Brock Lesnar, you would think. Yeah. That you don't have the guy then go lose right away after beating Brock freaking Lesnar. Right. right. Yeah. Sorry, uh, Christopher Jones in the chat wins with the reference of Grandmaster B, like Bud Bundy on Married with Children. Remember, is this where yeah. always budge up his name? Yes, Fastmaster B. Yeah. Yes. That, that's what Shorty G, I mean, seriously, it's actually Grandmaster B is cooler than uh, Shorty oh, G. for is. sure. Definitely. Uh, um, Kofi Kingston defends the WWE Championship against Randy Orton. I think Kofi. It has to be Kofi. Yeah, he's got to win this angle. Because he, yeah. they've been beating him down every week, too. I think yeah. it just makes him look weak if he, he loses on top of all of that. Uh, Drew Gulak defends the Cruiserweight Championship against Humberto Carrillo versus and, and Lince Dorado, a triple threat. Who was the second one? <laughs> Is that his name? Carrillo? <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. Uh, I'm a bit yeah. smart ass either. Who? Humberto Carrillo. Who is he? He was Ultimo Ninja in Mexico, yeah. which that is a cool from? name. Why didn't he Why keep he that? Pay-per-view? Where did he come from? He's been uh, he's been he signed. I, I believe it was earlier this year, and oh. just started appearing on Two Hundred Five Live. I think he was in the uh, the Worlds Collide thing over WrestleMania weekend. Okay, um, but he's really good. Is he? Yeah, he, he's, uh, he's talented as hell. So it, it'll be a fun match. I don't. I think the fans are not going to give two shits about it, but it's. Right. Uh, It'll be good. I, I yeah. still think Drew Gulak. Drew Gulak. I'm just going to say Dorado just because. But how do you go from Ultimo Ninja 
to Humberto Carrillo. I mean, like, Ultimo Ninja... First off, we're all the same age. Ninjas were the coolest thing ever when we were kids. I'm assuming that's still the case today. <laughs> Remember when you get, like, the one friend that had the throwing stars and stuff, oh, and your parents would see him, or the nunchucks, and freak out and take him away? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Ultimo Ninja is a cool name. I agree. Ninja's where it's at, man. Or Butterfly Knife, if you're from the So he's the second cousin of Garza Jr. and nephew of Hector Garza. So it's... uh Great. Hmm. Uh, yeah, Humberto Carrillo is his real name. Mm. I would legally change my name to Ultimo Ninja. I think that's way cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the New Day, Big E and Xavier Woods versus The Revival, Dash and Dawson for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Revival. Hmm. Yeah, I, th I think New Day. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura defends the Intercontinental Championship against The Miz. Miz can't. I mean, what's winning the title for him at this point going to do? It's got to be, yeah. you know. Yeah, Nakamura and, and Sami Zayn, are, they're new together. It's a new act. You don't just beat them and take the titles oh, off. Them, right? So that would kill him. Yeah. So, right? Yeah, yeah Nakamura. Uh, Becky Lynch defends the Raw Women's Championship against Sasha Banks. Matt, you think Sasha's uh, to win? I think it has to be. She can't come in all this steam and then just lose, right? Yeah. I think if Becky's moving to SmackDown, I mean, she's featured heavily in these SmackDown promos for Fox. Becky is? Yeah. Oh, and there you go, Sasha. Yeah. Yeah, I I could see them, like like we said earlier, I could see them doing a non-finish, but if, if someone mm -hmm. wins, I think it's got to be Sasha. Uh, Roman Reigns versus Eric Rowan. What the hell? Right? Just come on, you left <laughs> even saying it. Good for Eric Rowan. Hell yeah. And he works hard, I'm sure. You know, he's paying his dues and whatnot. He's got a really cool spotlit match. Hope he takes advantage of it. Yeah. You know, if everyone wants to laugh, he shoves it up everyone's you-know-what and kills it. Sure. But he is going to get killed by Roman Reigns. I could actually see Rowan, <laughs> Daniel Bryan coming in, interfering. That'd be great. Uh, and it turns out that Bryan, Daniel Bryan was the one that's been <laughs> behind this thing the whole time. And he cost uh, Roman Reigns a match. So Rowan wins. And uh, we go to Daniel Bryan versus Roman next. That would be good with Roman. They would need sure. to follow up majorly by feeding him somebody else for a win on them, too. Mm -hmm. Roman. You don't just beat Roman Reigns no matter who cheats to help you win. Right. Uh, um, and then lastly, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross defend the Women's Tag Team Championships against Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. Why was this listed last? It's just how Wikipedia has it. Oh, sorry. Yeah, look Say one site. more time. Uh, Mandy and Sonia versus Alexa and Nikki. I want Mandy and Sonia badly yeah. to win this, but I don't know. Because then part of me thinks plan B is Sasha and Bailey as a women's tag champs again, which is such a step down, I think, for their angle. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think they're the, the women's tag titles are just, I mean, they're probably the coldest belts right now in WWE. Definitely um, they are. So I mean I think it would it would give Mandy and Sonya something. It would, uh, yeah, it would. I think I they could do something with it too. Yeah, I, I don't see them. Yeah, maybe they need some title changes, right? It's Clash of Champions, and I don't think we predicted one yet. So we'll, we'll mm -hmm. go here. I did. Braun Strowman wins. Oh right, right. I got that. Yeah. So Sunday, we'll be talking about it all live immediately after the pay-per-view goes off the air. Be sure to tune in then. Uh, what else is going on in the world of wrestling, Rosh? Uh, well, uh, the AEW all-out pay-per-view buys looked like they were down a little from double or nothing. Um, the uh, TV pay-per-view numbers, which don't include BR Live, were down about 20%. Uh, but BR Live looks like it's up. So um, According to the Wrestling Observer, it should be around 100,000 probably is what the, the guesstimate is by the end. Uh, Double or Nothing did 110. Uh, and there was actually a, a decent amount of um, people that didn't that ordered the first pay-per-view and didn't order the second. It was uh, reported that 46% of people that ordered all out uh, ordered Double or Nothing, so 54% didn't. Huh. Uh, so I'm, I think part of it, I think... Uh, this is the price. It is kind of expensive in this day and age. I think also um, doing a holiday weekend. I think a lot of people make yeah. plans. Oh, Labor Day, Memorial Day. I could see that. Uh, we you know. had a hurricane coming. And <laughs> there was that. Yeah. That's true. I mean, Florida is a huge wrestling state. Huge. We really are. Yeah. We are. And then going off north, people were scared. 
And a lot of people, anecdotally, uh, ordered the pay-per-view Double or Nothing, didn't necessarily watch it live, because when the Moxley news broke, I'm sure a lot of people then decided to order a replay. Hmm. Well, this is not counting the replays. This is the, the Oh, this is run. just the live ones. Yeah. So. Hmm, interesting. So what are they considered? I mean, I do think these are my boys. I'll, I'll pay to watch them, obviously, and support the product. But like, it is, it is pricey. It is. Yeah. I think now when you're programmed to pay, you know, ten bucks a month for wrestling, and that's the problem. WWE has this network, right? You watch thousands of hours of wrestling. But here's the thing: I think fans need to remember, and AEW needs to remember, and that's both parties need to remember that you want to watch something different. You want to watch something that you're not going to see in WWE, essentially. So AEW needs to keep remembering that when they put out these shows. And not oh. just that, but also this is still the, the most bought pay-per-view uh, since WCW folded. That's not WWE, most uh, wrestling pay-per-view. Oh, so. see, I wish you led with that. That's a lot more better than your grooming. <laughs> yeah. Hey, seriously, is it? Yeah, I think TNA, the TNA highest they've done that? is like 55,000. ECW almost got to 100,000, mm-hmm. but never did. So, are Bound yeah. for Glory didn't do anything no, like that? No, not even close. Huh. With like Sting, Bobby Lashley, Nick Foley, the best Kurt they Angle. did. Nope, fifty-five was I think as high as they got. That's true. We need to use it from a different barometer. I'm not saying that just to be nice, AEW. That that's impressive. No, it's it's, it's right, and with no TV, so it's uh it's very impressive. Uh, we'll see once TV starts uh, if that number will go up or does it stay the same or does the specialness go down. Um, we'll see. He's got to keep trying to do different things and, and give it that. We always, everyone always says, we want to be the alternative to WWE. And then they stop all companies, not just lots of them. And they try to start copying a little bit of it because somebody gets within that creative department and starts mimicking things they see in WWE. It never fails. I'm yeah. hoping AEW, there's no way because all the boys own it, right? They're whatever, vice presidents. Mm-hmm. And they have some more say in the matter. I hope they don't ever forget. They want to always be different because, again, you know, ask somebody to shout 50 bucks versus WWE, who's let me watch thousands of hours of wrestling on their network for nine ninety nine. that I think they should at least give us free memberships for. P.S. If you ever wrestle for that company, <laughs> I, I just think they should. Yeah. Because no, no way to get royalties on WWE Network. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't wrestle there anymore, right? Do the boys that wrestle there even get royalties for it? How does it work? Uh, they get something, right? They don't really know. So I, I was on Ryback's podcast this past week, and he was talking about how he gets his royalty checks are you know, small now compared to what they used to be. And there's no real breakdown of that. being sold in the middle of Zimbabwe with hope. <laughs> or, or like, no, seriously, like, to, to, yeah. to this day, WWE actually figured in what, 04? <laughs> like, and to see one, I'm like, where the hell did that get sold? Right. Yeah. <laughs> what? Um, yeah. Or like Stone Cold, Stone Cold Truth podcast. Or not podcast, uh, it's D- DVD that came out. Yeah. I was on it for like five seconds and a handshake, literally a handshake. And I'd see royalty checks for that popping in for like 56 cents or, or whatever oh, wow. here and there. So, like, these things still get sold in the middle of nowhere somewhere. Yeah. You know, so Ryback's, I'm sure, is pretty damn really good, though. Um, how does it with the network, though? He couldn't figure, he couldn't tell you if they were getting anything from the network? He said it doesn't seem like it. Huh. Damn. Yeah. Kind of crazy. Uh, but with AEW, they've got to do something to manage this. I don't know if they're going to mix charging for the big ones, having more free ones. Or... Well, there's only four of these a year right now is the plan. Oh, really? Really? So, yeah, yeah. Well, that's fair then, right? Isn't yes. it? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I mean, I could do that, right? You get free TV each week. Yeah, the next one's full gear in November, and that's that's it for the year. So that was three this year, and then, yeah, four next year. Wow. Um, What else we got? Um, it, it, uh, there's a big creative team shakeup in WWE. Um, so basically, Ryan Ward, who a lot of people know, was the the head writer of SmackDown. Uh, he had been working uh, there for a while now. He's out. He's no longer the lead writer. Uh, he's apparently taking a personal leave. Apparently, got married, but he's not expected to come back on SmackDown. Uh, Ed Coskley, who was on Raw, is now the SmackDown head writer. Wow, and, uh, Ed Koski still there? Yeah, yeah. Dude, dude, I was He's there been there more than eighteen years. Oh, huh. 
And so, yeah, he's there. The new Raw lead writer is Jonathan Beckstrom, uh, who will be working under Paul Heyman, obviously. Uh, he had been the lead writer for 205 Live. So, um, so yeah, all that happened last week. They promoted the 205 Live head writer to the head writer for Monday Night Raw? Yeah. Yeah. Am I missing anything? No, Supposedly 205 I, Live is good, but it's not really heavy on characters lately. Is there watching it then? Yeah, I mean, and Paul Heyman was impressed with, with him, so, yeah. And holds, yeah. Hey, you know, I don't mind new blood, but like you said, Matt, when they've got guys that have been there for such a long time, they've been in that bubble. I'll, I'd rather I'd rather pick a name out of the phone book at random mm-hmm. than some of these guys that have been there for too long. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so we'll see. Um, let's see. Uh, last thing. Uh, oh, yes. Let's dive back into this. Yeah, t- trademark stuff with Ric Flair. Um he uh, applied to file a trademark for the man. He's owned to be the man. You've got to beat the man. He's been using that forever uh, for wrestling terms. And cool. so uh, he said that he contacted WWE about it. They blew him off. Um, you know, he's been, he had been, he contacted Triple H. Uh, he got blown off. They really? Stopped, Triple yeah. H Triple H, Triple H uh, stopped following Ric Flair on Twitter. Oh, <laughs> so, shit. So, uh, what? Yeah, it sounds. I mean, it sounds very. Uh, Dude, knowing how Rick's gonna take that too. That dicky is out, man. Yeah, and and you know what? In wrestling, you hear the man, you think Ric Flair. It's not like undebatable. Yeah, and so a lot of people were like, "Well, you know, there's a movie called The Man, but that's not oh, for wrestling purposes. It's like WWE, they use the Shield, but you know, that's for wrestling purposes. So, so, you know, the call spade spade. There's a million gimmicks, gimmick name, different names you could be using out there." Be creative. So here's what's interesting about trademark law. Trademark law, when you file a trademark, you specify for what use you're using the trademark for. So you can't just own the man for everything. I mean, I guess you could if you said, I want to pay the fee to file it for every single iteration, everything from medicine, uh, pharmaceutical, all the way down to collector's cups and action figures. Um, You could do that. But usually it's narrow in scope. So even you have people like, the famous one that always gets brought up in classes is Warren G, the rapper, and Garth Brooks, the country superstar, both sell a lowercase g t-shirt. But even in their cases, even though they're both recording audio, uh, artists, their audiences are so different that they have a shared trademark. Similar thing with the really? musician Sting. Yeah, the musician Sting and the wrestler Sting, different audiences, different industries. So the idea of Becky Lynch using the man it's fine for her to use that and use the homage, but when WWE starts selling merchandise, and this is what Ric Flair did, I actually read his trademark filing today, he filed, and this is what, what matters. It doesn't matter when you file. It matters when you started using it, when you have proof of first using it in commerce. Ric Flair filed it with the first use in commerce date dating back to 1976. And I'm sure he sent along some documentation with that. I filed a trademark for a band name before. We sent our very first show flyer and a CD to show we use this. This is proof we've been using it since this date. Uh, so Ric Flair did that. And he did this protection. I don't think it's him being a dick, but part of owning a trademark is you need to defend your trademark. And if he doesn't go after this, he essentially loses uh, that value, that protection, because he can't allow some people to use it. He could with a license if there was a licensing agreement and he could point to that. But he can't just say, oh, well, I'll let this one slide, but not this one. You could charge that. You could say, hey, you want to borrow this for a year or how long this is going to last for you? Pay me. Yeah, but that's what he did. He approached WWE, said, you know, he's, he wasn't asking them to stop. He actually thought it was great. He was happy that they were going to be using it. And he thought he would just get, you know, some uh, royalties his, off. His daughter wrestles there and stuff. Like, dude, for them not to, to, like, to do the high school eighth grade crap of unfollowing him. Ooh. <laughs> ooh. Yeah. And Flair, Flair pointed that's... out that Charlotte's not happy with him. Uh, she's not happy with this whole thing. I'm sure he's saying that to make sure she uh, that covered. she's so she doesn't get buried for him, you know, because. She's going on as the best female wrestler in the history of their business. They need to really check their brains if they've had any blowback on her. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the thing. Uh, and people do this all the time. Another that's famous right. one, Gene you Simmons. Know, oh, what's that? Let's talk more about how ridiculous this is. It is. It <laughs> this absolutely is. The dude that, that, that Hunter and all them said they looked up to and, 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 and aspired to be like. You unfollow him on, on on social media because he wants to. I mean, Hunter, where if somebody wants to use Triple H ten years from now, in fact, 
they did? What about when the guys were doing suck it and all that other stuff? Yeah. The young folks, what'd yeah. you guys do with that? The cease and desist. They didn't unfollow you and cry about it. Yeah. That's true. weak, man. Especially because I know Rick and I know how he's going. That sucks. Yeah. And a... they could have easily cut it, wrote him a check probably for 25 grand, you know, and had Becky uh, post a note saying about how much Rick was an inspiration to her. And yeah. I think it's a and Becky, I'd give a billion bucks would do it. Yeah. She is mad respectful. But I think this is just WWE not wanting to play ball. And, uh, I mean, look at all these lawsuits they've had, all the threats of lawsuit from former talent. With Rick, though, it's interesting given what happened last year with the whole StarCast thing and the sides there. I mean, lines are being drawn. I wonder if that kind of played into already perhaps a hostile environment. You know how many times I get called with people trying to, to, to now that I'm a politician, that try yeah. to get the ball rolling on unions and wrestling when that piece aired? You yeah. Know how, many, how many, I'm not exaggerating, how many governors contacted me? I'm not BSing. And I was like, no, guys, it ain't never going to happen. I know you guys are riled up and you think it's going to happen and why it should happen, you know? But again, I defended WWE, um, the concussion stuff. I've 21 registered concussions. Never once when these people try to come and say, hey, you want to you get in? You want to get on that? No, no, because I knew what I signed up for. Yeah. You, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So, so it's like you know, they as well, WWE, needs to do right by talents, whether they're big, star, small. It doesn't matter. You do right because you're a good human being and you respect people in general. That's yeah. all. Yeah. Maybe Maharaja once again bringing up uh, Sasha using Blueprint. Yep. Obviously, you've been using that forever. Um, my action figures, the Blueprint, my everything, the Blueprint. Yeah. I made a guest star appearance on the Fox TV show, Good Guys, as the Blueprint. American Gladiators, when the closing credits come. Uh, thanks, TNA Superstar, the Blueprint, Matt Moore. I mean, come on, the list goes on and on and on. Everybody knows that. Half the roster of WWE told her this. Yeah, you but, used it in TNA. Um, so it's it all, it's it all out there. I want you to do is say, hey, yo, can I borrow this for a hot minute? <laughs> yeah. We'll see how far they go with it. Just respect. That's all. Well, one thing uh, that wasn't in, in the notes uh, that I should bring up since we're talking about TNA, mm -hmm. uh, their parent company, Anthem Sports and Entertainment, has uh, acquired a majority interest in Access TV and HDNet movies. So uh, yeah. there have been rumors for a while now about Anthem purchasing Access. Access, obviously, they aired New Japan, uh, Women of Wrestling. Uh, Actor Steve Harvey has joined Anthem as an investor and strategic partner through his production company. So he now has a seat on the Anthem board. So, yeah, that this has got to mean that TNA will be or Impact will be moving to access sooner than later. And, um, yeah, so uh, good news for the first time. And it feels like forever oh. uh, something in a, a positive direction for Impact. So, so funny bring up Steve Harvey. YouTube, Matt Morgan, the blueprint, Matt Morgan, where Steve Harvey calls me the blueprint, Matt Morgan on Family Feud. <laughs> I think I'm joking to people. No, no, I don't. Goopo wearing wrestling trunks in the Family Feud. What the hell? <laughs> Why was I forced to wear wrestling trunks on Family Feud? Yeah. So, <laughs> so Impact is uh, still in the game. That's cool. Yeah. I, I think that's cool. That's a bit bigger break TV who they're worth, right? Oh, right. Right now I, they're doing maybe five thousand viewers a week on Pursuit. Five thousand. Yeah, <sighs> uh, and then on Twitch, I guess they they peaked at like thirty four hundred viewers on their last right. show. So, oh wow, you're talking about like nothing now. Um, hey, nowhere to go but up. Yeah. yeah. Well, you would think so, but they've actually been going down uh, since they started on Pursuit because they used to do like ten thousand. Uh, so anyway. Uh, yeah, this is all, all good news for them. So let's go back to this trademark <laughs> thing. So Matt, if they call you mm -hmm. and they're just like, oh, we didn't realize it's good, would you fly out to Charlotte on in Vince's private jet for Sunday Clash of the Champions, Cara, carry Sasha Banks to the ring on your shoulders, like past the proverbial torch, as it were? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. As long as it's not in the way of my mayoring my city and changing people's lives in the real world. Maybe they give a nice donation. Maybe that's what you propose, you know, a nice donation. In the real world, this is no joke, and this is not a shot at any other wrestler. In the real world, nobody gives two craps. They don't know the difference between John Cena and me, they do, but they don't know the difference between, like, say, other other talents, right? They, sure. they have no clue, especially like five years after your run is done, I would argue. Um in the real world, nobody knows. I assure you, when I walk into a ballroom or wherever I walk into, they would not know the difference between me and, let's say, Ken Anderson had a much better WWE run than me, right? Mm. I think I'd easily say, yeah. 
Rob Van Dam. They wouldn't know the difference. I'm oh. telling you. In the real world, people don't know these things. Every time I mention your name, because it gives me legitimacy when I explain this, what I refer to as this silly little podcast that I do. When I mention your name, people that follow wrestling know who you are. It's not silly. This podcast is... Yeah, what are you talking about silly? <laughs> well, it's just how I explain it to people, because it seems yeah. so weird. I mean, okay, how often in your day-to-day -day life, when you're making conversation, you're like, oh, what did you do last night? Oh, I do this podcast... <laughs> this thing like everybody's got a podcast now you know so it's like i, I play the matt morgan card to make it sound a little uh, bigger than it is really this is huge there's not just things being bigger than this is i don't know if you saw the youtube comments the other day but someone was saying they wanted to approach you at starcast but you seemed like you were big time and being all <laughs> yes. big time out there <laughs> i talked to everybody that approached me at starcast i met some very nice fans didn't he, t he told us his whole his whole motif right if they didn't say anything he was too embarrassed to go up and say anything to them because he got him wrong yeah oh, you never want to be wrong aren't you so and so no oh okay so, real quick somebody i thought i knew yeah. Glenn was caught big time in big time in at Starcast. Yes. Oh man. <laughs> uh, one more thing, real quick. Uh, Drew McIntyre is uh, out of action with an injury. He Ugh. he it, apparently it was a minor surgery to fix a lingering in injury uh, after the right. recent tour of Mexico. So he's going to be back soon. What body part? Uh, that's not known. It's just you know, it's like a knee scope. It's a knee scope. No biggie. Uh, it it doesn't say, but he's. Let's see here. Uh, he should be uh, back by October, so he'll he'll just be out a, f a few more as soon as he's cleared. So apparently he's just waiting to get cleared by the WWE doctor. How he is not the monster heel in this company, like champion? I don't get. It. Yeah. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. I'll tell you what it is. Baron Corbin and him are on the same trajectory. Yeah. You can't have both of them doing what they're doing. They're gonna have to meet up. Corbin. I think Corbin's a better TV character the way that oh. with Yes, all around with who he can Yes, in that regard. I can't believe I'm saying that either because I'm Drew's biggest mark. But <sighs> first of all, I'd pay to watch Wrestle and who I yeah. want to put on the posters and things like that. Dude, Drew's like a freaking walking action figure. It's just when Drew talks, he sounds like a movie villain terrorist. <laughs> Doesn't he? Uh, like Gruber? Yes, yeah. but seriously, you know? Like, oh, I'm going to make you pay. You know, he like gets with the accent because he sounds sinister, but he sounds a little corny. It's gotten better. His, his sure. accent, I thought, has gotten better. And that, it, yeah, and that's what he's been given. But uh, I, I do I do see what you mean. There is uh, the, the mic areas where he, he could use a little. Um, and, and he can talk. It's not like he's bad, but. No. It, right. Yes. He, he just doesn't stand out. Right? It's but it's weird. I told you guys this a few years ago. I, I have this disconnect with even with my buddy Seamus would, you know, cut promos. He was a champion at the time, even. Like, there's this disconnect I have. I don't know what the hell it is except Magnus. For whatever rhyme or reason, when Magnus cuts his promos and he's got his accent and whatnot, it doesn't take me out of the promo. It fits whatever he's talking about for some reason. But when others do it, and, and it, I don't know. I don't know what it is with me as a fan. I'm like, it takes me out of it because when they're trying to talk tough, I don't think they're tough because they're so, especially UK wrestlers, right? British wrestlers, they're so, their command of the English language is just, let's just be honest, it, 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 it's, it, they use more superlatives. It's more impressive with how they deliver it. That's why our women generally love them. <laughs> you know, it, it's the truth. But when they sound to talk tough, I, I rarely buy it. Yeah. Well, Except William Regal, P.S. <laughs> yeah, Regal's good. Regal's good. Uh, so this draft thing that's supposedly happening, Raj, what's up with that? Yeah, so they're going to be doing the draft. It's coming back. So it's the week after the SmackDown 20th anniversary special. It's going to start on SmackDown, finish up on Raw the following Monday. Uh, so two nights, yeah. Uh, so the last draft basically did nothing because a couple weeks after the draft, they pretty much came up with the wild card rule. So... Apparently, they're going to want to stick with it. Um, obviously, I, I would think that they're going to load SmackDown up more uh, since that's going to be the A show in a few weeks. Um, so, yeah, the, the draft is back. So we'll see how long it lasts, you know, with keeping the brand separate. I'm sure once numbers start falling again, they'll panic and go back to it. But, but we'll see. Hmm. It's an exciting time. And, uh, oh, just a little over a week, less than 10 days. NXT starts on USA. 
yeah, so starting next week, we'll be having our Wednesday podcast. Uh, so next week and the week after, we'll have Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Uh, and then after that, it'll be Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And, and of course, after takeovers and pay-per-views and uh, during the week, our schedule is Monday, Wednesday, Friday. A lot of people have been asking. You'd be surprised how many questions we get about that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. it's it's going to be a real big deal. I think uh, definitely going to be a change in schedules, but hey, it's exciting. Yeah. Cool. Uh, anything else? I believe that's it. So Matt Morgan, you can follow him on Twitter and Instagram at BP Matt Morgan. Hey, Matt, what does the BP stand for in uh, BP Matt Morgan? Not gas station blueprint. It's not, oh, it's not British Petroleum. my poor Uh, little son jackson and his baby blueprint t-shirt poor kid (sighs) you know it's gonna be bad when you start getting wwe yeah (laughs) oh when people in longwood start coming up to you like blueprint i thought sasha banks was the blueprint (laughs) 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 um yeah yeah that's it side plugs anything else no Okay, cool. Uh, I'm Glenn Rubenstein. I'm out tomorrow night for SmackDown, but back Sunday for Clash of the Champions. Do you ever work here? (sighs) It's a thing, and it's important. I'm sorry. Uh, But, okay, but hey, guys, next week, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Good Lord, really? Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of of talking. (laughs) Here for the whole thing. Okay, guys, let's do this on three. Ready? One, two break um we'll catch you back here next time on the wrestling inc podcast take care the most uncomfortable sign off of all time right there folks